Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, has woven its way through human history for generations. From the ancient indigenous stories to contemporary sightings, this creature has captured our collective imagination. Let's journey back in time to the annals of Native American folklore. Tribes across North America have tales of large, hairy human-like beings that roam the forest. These legends passed down through generations lay the foundation for our modern concept of Bigfoot. But it was 1958 that the legend took a new turn. Construction workers in Bluff Creek, California, stumbled upon enormous footprints leading to the coining of the term Bigfoot. Since then, countless reports have poured in, painting a mosaic of encounters across the continent. Witnesses from all walks of life have described similar experiences. Massive, bipedal creatures covered in hair, often standing over seven feet tall. Some claim to have heard unearthly calls echoing through the woods, leaving them awestruck and shaken. Skeptics argue that the accounts are mere misidentifications of known wildlife or elaborate hoaxes. Yet there are cases that defy explanation. Footprints, cast in plaster, hair samples analyzed and eyewitness testimonies that would stand scrutiny. The Patterson-Gillum film of 1967 remains one of the most iconic pieces of evidence. Shot by Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin, it captured a mysterious lumbering figure striding through the woods. Is it an elaborate hoax or a genuine glimpse into the realm of the unknown? As we navigate the murky waters of Bigfoot lore, one thing remains clear. This enigma continues to captivate our imagination, inspiring countless expeditions and investigations into the heart of the wilderness. Now, on this episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, we dive into the most recent evidence of Bigfoot, which took place in Colorado via a train ride from a married couple. Did this married couple find the most elaborate piece of Bigfoot evidence to date? Or has the internet been duped yet again to believe that a cryptid like Bigfoot is alive and well? This episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast begins now. Nikki boy. Billy, what's going on, brother? So just giving everyone the 411 before we get into the episode, we are via phone call today. So this week, a little bit of scheduling conflicts. We had Joey just being done placing third out of 40 people in a men's physique competition out in Jersey. Yeah, shout out to Joey. Yes, big dude dude looked amazing, man. Everything I would dream to look like. Yeah, I mean, it makes me jealous. And I know he had very little prep time leading into this one. So I can't imagine what he's going to do the next time. And he placed third out of 40 people. Big, big stuff. And um, and tomorrow, you know, we decided to record on Sunday. And, um, you know, you uh, you got a Jets game tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like torturing myself. So this episode will air on Monday. But uh, on Monday, the 6th of uh, November. But we're recording on Sunday, the 5th. And uh, it's dark already outside, man. I don't like this. Yeah, I know. You know what? This morning, I... I woke up and I go to my wife because I can't I, I, I can't even open my eyes a lot when I get up in the morning first thing. And I'm like, what time is it? Uh, unless my alarm is set off. And she's like, it's 630. I go, good, it's 730. Because, you know, I know we're on daylight savings time now, but my body is still saying it's 730, which means we got that free extra hour, um, which is great. We'll lose it later on when we, when we uh, spring ahead. But this was, this was a great extra hour. I felt much, much more fresh this morning. Yeah, I felt a little off this morning, but uh, we're here now trying to get this episode done today. Next week, we'll all be together. We're going to be recording next week. Finally, all three of us together again. again. Talking about Go- Gobekli Tepe, Joey's favorite subject. I know he's excited. I This is, I, you know, it's funny because we, we go back and forth for listeners. You know, obviously I do Nick's notes and 
um, I was like, this is going to be the first time where I'm going to be Joey and Joey's going to be me. Joey's going to have all the notes and I'm just going to be the color commentator in the background. Joey's notes for that episode are entirely in his head. He's a human sponge when it comes to that subject. But today we're talking about a subject that I'm privy to and that's Bigfoot, buddy. Uh, one hell of a cryptid. One ha- the most elusive sought out cryptid in the world. The number one at the top of cryptids in the list. And a couple of weeks ago in early October, we had a couple that was a Wyoming couple that thinks they spotted what they believe to be Bigfoot when they were riding the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gorge Railroad from Southwest Colorado over the over the weekend. Um, Shannon and Stetson Parker were looking for elk. So they were outside the window of the train, just videoing and looking for big elk. And they spotted, instead of an elk, they found what appeared to be a bipedal creature walking the mountainous terrain. And everyone thinks they caught what appears to be Bigfoot. Now, you've seen the video, right? Yes, sir. What do you think, Nick, by looking at that? You know, if you had to look, if you had to watch that video, we didn't hear about it on social media and you watched it and you saw it right now and you're on the spot. What do you think about that? I, I don't know. It's tough, you know, just in general, right? Like, cause this is where the big skeptic in me is going to come out. Cause we've discussed Bigfoot before and kind of like, it's so easy to debunk Bigfoot because nothing is ever clear, including this one. Um, you know, it, this is one of the clearer videos. Right. I mean, you could tell uh, it's just it's almost like and this is where it gets really funny or really cool. Right. You know, maybe the reason we can't see these big feet, big foot, big, big feet, <laughs> big, big feet. Um, well, because first off, I, if, if they do exist as cryptids, there's not one. There's got to be multiples. Right. right. Um, and secondly, I think the reason that we don't see this, maybe this hidden species, this hidden, hidden cryptid, it's because. When you watch that video, it almost looks to blend in to the background, right? And when we think of Bigfoot, you think of the traditional Squatch, right? And you see the big brown, almost like a bear kind of brown, like a brown bear. And um, this one looked more like it could blend into that background that it was in, which was a lighter, almost like a tannish, desertish. I don't want to say desert, but, you know, a tannish color. And I'm like, until it moves, then you could see it. But, like, as it's just sitting there, maybe that's part of the reason why we struggle to find these creatures because they might have some inert or innate, I should say, defense mechanism where they are almost like chameleons where they, you know, based on where they're based out of. So, you know, if they're based out of the North, that's when we get the abdominal snowmen that are white fur, right. Or when they're in the middle of forested areas, they're that darker Brown that kind of blends into the earth. And then this one's kind of just chilling I think that one thing that could be a theory that we've never posited before when it comes to Bigfoot is that it does have that kind of uh, prey-like defense mechanism where it can camouflage itself. So it's it's tough. When it moves, it looks much clearer. But as it's just like when that video is kind of starting and rolling and it doesn't, it almost, I'm like, I don't see anything. And I am a big proponent of, especially because of Bigfoot, because there's so much out there, I'm like, ah. Eh, it could be, it could be. I, I won't say no, um, but it's it's it lends credence to that theory that I just brought up, which is that they've got these abilities that maybe we just didn't know about, and that's why we really can't spot. So I'll, I'll tell you this. So there's um there's this ongoing theory, right? Exactly what you said that Bigfoot can almost be like very elusive by means of just cloaking and some say it has alien-esque or supernatural abilities so there was one show during the pandemic and this is by the way one of the probably if not the third time in four seasons of this podcast that i'm talking about bigfoot simply for the fact that there's evidence out there and it's always blurry it's always crappy this one was like all right it's on the news and it's legit it looks legit so we're going to cover it today but there was during the pandemic a show that came out it was called these woods are haunted And it was a collection of people telling their firsthand experience of supernatural or substantial things happening in the woods while they were out, you know, in the wilderness. 
And a lot of the Bigfoot stories happen to be the same, like, telltale signs. One of which is when an individual is walking in the forest, you hear the insects, you hear the birds, you hear squirrels brushing through the bushes and all that stuff, right? Right. But a lot of people claim that when they were about to encounter Bigfoot or witness Bigfoot, that everything goes silent. It's almost as if the entire forest, every living creature in that forest knows that an alpha supernatural being is around. And the people that claim to witness Bigfoot say that the forest that they're walking in goes completely quiet, that you can hear a pin drop. And that's when they encounter Bigfoot. And a lot of these encounters end with, you know, they, they stare at it and it's a stare down. And they, some of them say they have objects thrown at them or they hear three bangs on a tree and they get away with just that. And then they see it and then it almost disappears. Right. Mm -hmm. Then there's these horrific encounters that they're chased and they hear the, the yelling, the, this, this particular sound that Bigfoot makes and then there's just encounters where people are on their phone and they record it and it's blurry and it's, you know, blends in, which I've seen tons of those videos, whether they're doctorate or not. And it just goes to show you and coincide with what you just said, that it has this elusive camouflage like mechanism to make it, you know, blend in with the surroundings and possibly be why it's one of the most elusive creatures if it does in fact exist you know what's scary about that just to think about that like there's a whole ton i could unpack in what you just said um so i don't mean to cut you off but like there's just this the silence aspect of it right there's two ways to look at that just if, if we want to look at it scientifically if we want to look at it you know we're big on making sure that we really dissect these things so that there's no possible way that the impossible is not the solution kind of a deal, right? Like we want to, we want this to be real, but we also are going to approach it so that like, we're going to poke holes in the story. So the two things with silence, right? One, um, you know, when you're fearful, uh, they say, you know, you lose some of your senses, right? Like you're so hyper-focused on what's legitimately in front of you. Maybe sound just shuts off to you personally, not that the sound is actually off, but that, you know, it's off because your life may be endangered or you're experiencing this meta moment where you're looking at this thing that shouldn't exist, but does, which is okay. Maybe that's true, especially if these things are as big as they're supposed to be. Or on the other aspect of it, maybe it is so quiet because I don't know about you, but I've, I've read Harry Potter and anybody's read Harry Potter or any has ever read any kind of predators. When you, when you know, there's a predator nest, for instance, like in Harry Potter, it's the basilisk. The snakes won't go near it, right? They will refuse to go near it. They'll run away from it. Uh, the spiders, I should say. They run away from this giant snake. So if there's this alpha predator, this cryptid that's in the forest, and it is camouflaged, which is scary because usually camouflage is something for prey, not a predator. So could you imagine a predator having this power? You know, and I mean, like, I don't mean the predator of the movie, but Maybe that's where the concept comes from, um, you know, the camouflage of it. But you have this predator sitting in the, cent let's say, central hub, central nest of a forest, dug out like this, I don't know, six-foot diameter circular nest area. Anything that goes near that area, it's going to pick off clean. Deer, squirrel, um, you know, beaver, whatever is in the forest that's getting near it, rodent, bird, Anything that gets near its nest, it's so talented at hiding itself due to its camouflage ability, it takes it. So now animals are not necessarily learning like you or I or other humans learn, but they will know, know not to go near this area because if you go near this area, it equals death. So maybe that's why it's so silent, not because it's offering up this cry, but because the other animals just avoid that location because it means death and they're you know, their fight or flight has kicked in. You know, what's crazy is that they know what they say about bears, right? And a lot of people say, how come we never find a bear carcass in the woods? And 
it's because nature, right? But we don't really know what Bigfoot eats. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at least I don't personally. I've never heard stories of people saying, "Yeah, hey, no, this is what Bigfoot eats." But well, I, I, I mean, beef, beef jerky, right? If we watch the commercials, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the comedic sense, but I do tell, I could do tell you this, that a lot of the shows that I've watched, right. Um, I even watched the show with a guy named Les Stroud. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, there was a show called survivor man. Sounds very familiar with that name. I love that. I love that show. I don't think he films shows anymore, but one of the most recent things that he did do before falling off the face of reality TV, not really reality TV. Cause it's like, you know, it's not like drama is uh Les Stroud would go out into the wilderness and he would film himself in survival situations. And he would kind of like a bear gorillas. Well, he was first, I believe Les Stroud. If okay. um, don't quote me on that, but he was first before bear grills. And he literally takes his own stuff and films his entire thing. No camera crew. I mean, they know where he's going just in case there's an emergency. I'm sure he has a satellite phone, whatever. He only he films all his own stuff. He did a show, and I'm sure you can find it, that he was literally looking for Bigfoot because he had an encounter in the wilderness where he was like, yo, something was out there that I heard and felt things that I've never felt before. And this is a man who's been to the Himalayas. He's been to Alaska. He's been to Canada. He's been to islands. He's been to every place on this earth with different terrains and animal. And in this particular instance, he said that he felt something and heard something that was different than anything he's ever encountered in his wilderness survival career. And he filmed an episode or two that was all about Bigfoot. And one of the things that he found is that Bigfoot, when it's marking territory, it seems to break trees down in half, almost like a 90 degree angle, like flaps a tree over effortlessly. And also leaves things in like threes. So like there'll be like a pile of rocks in threes or there'll be things in threes, which I know you're very in tune with the number thing. Like you're always like, see, Billy, there's numbers. But uh, leaving things in threes also means in survival that, hey, I'm here. I'm lost. So here I'm leaving three things. Right. They say that if you're lost and you're on an island, put things in threes in formation so that planes can see. Hey, there's somebody here that shouldn't be like that. Why is there a formation of piles of rocks? But Bigfoot seems to do that in certain areas in the woods, wherever they may reside. So, and then you top that off with that intelligence factor and his camouflage and all the stories out there. And you have the, the lore of Bigfoot. And this goes back to Native American times as well. Native Americans, there's been caves, there's been areas where Native Americans resided at one point in history many, many years ago. And there's cave paintings. Now, I know you, before you joined full, full on as a member and another co-host of the podcast, you've listened to the podcast. And Joey and I have been once, once to say that when people in ancient times saw something, the way they depicted what they saw was drawing it on caves, using mud and all this stuff. And there are literal cave paintings from Native Americans that depict things other than bison, other than deer, other than horses that appear to be Bigfoot in these paintings. So these Bigfoot stories and pictures go back to Native American times. So there is definitely, undoubtedly, something out there that it went back to years and years ago when native americans were running around as hunter gatherers hunter gatherers i mean this is I, i'm so happy you brought up native americans cuz like first off and joey um because i'm i'm kind of like i wish he was here to bounce off some of these ideas that I, I actually went across the room while you were talking and i grabbed a piece of paper i'm like writing down notes as we're going um so let's let's dive into like piece by piece what I can remember. Um, so go back a little bit, right? And we're going to talk about you. You know, they uh, they talk about this sound, right? Um, heard this sound, this blood curdling scream, right? And then you mentioned Native Americans. Well, we know another cryptid that is Native American origin, 
or at least as far as we know, it's it's covered in Native American origin that has this blood curdling scream, and specifically, is usually heard by humans because that's what it's hunting. The, um, the windingo. Yeah. Right. So, and roughly, I mean, again, we don't know. We haven't seen. We don't have evidence. But roughly, when we talk about the evidence we do have, or the you know the anecdotal at least the stories, the windingo, the windingo, and the the Bigfoot, roughly the same size, right? Roughly the same build, roughly the same description. They're these, um, well, not necessarily, I should take that back, but they're roughly the same size and build. When we talk about description of, of a Bigfoot, it's usually a lot hairier versus a Wendigo, which is kind of more like almost just skin and bones kind of a deal. And there's always something slightly off about it, but it does have that inhuman scream, which is kind of based on the fact that it was at one point, if you trace it all the way back in the Native American lore, it was human right. and it caused itself to transform. So I'll you know, just give you a little quick, cause we're on the subject, not cutting you off. Just, just the Wendigo is a mythical creature or spirit from Algonquin folklore, which is my father swears. I have an Algonquin blood in me. Uh, Algonquin folklore, particularly among the Abajui, Cree and other first nation people in North America. So the Wendigo is indigenous to North America, specifically the eastern north part of North America. It's often depicted as a malevolent, cannibalistic entity associated with winter, famine, and the wilderness. In some legends, individuals who resort to cannibalism in extreme situations are said to become Windigos themselves. The concept of Windigo has also been adapted into various works of fiction and pop culture, pop culture including... Nick and I's favorite TV show, Supernatural. That's right. Um, one of, by far, and I know we talked about this last week, when they started, they definitely, and I'm not saying their later seasons weren't fun to watch. They were. They had their moments. But when they first started, they were so in on the folklore, like to a point where that's probably why no one thought the show was going to continue because of how in depth and true to the story it was i mean eventually you develop your own lore as the longer a story goes on the longer a show goes you create your own lore and you have to live with it uh but when they first started they were all about actual folklore and mythology and that wendigo episode was creepy as hell man like you know because you can just imagine you're out because they're camping with friends and something like that could just happen as as you've mentioned before we have so many millions of acres in just this country of unexplored forests forget it you know what what could possibly be out there dude they're finding things first of all there's a picture of cave systems throughout the north and on throughout the united states cave systems right and i don't know how accurate or factual this is but the graphic i saw and it's online you can pull it up i don't know if it's been fact checked or whatever but the amount of missing people that are right next to the cave systems in the United States are substantial. Right. And they'll chalk that up to got lost and died while in the cave system or fell and broke something, couldn't make contact or by themselves. A lot of that will be chalked up to accidents. Right. Does that right. mean it's true? No. Does it mean it's not true? No. But, you know, there's plausible and there's implausible and... Yes, you're by cave systems, but as I think, and I don't mean to cut you off, but as I think you're implying, who knows what the hell is in there? Maybe it's not just the fact that they fell down a hole. Maybe they were dragged. Yeah, this is true. And like I said, you know, people are out there genuinely searching. There's shows out there. There's a show that's been on for the last, what, three years now? Um, Expedition Bigfoot with Ronnie LeBanc, I believe his name is, or Joe LeBanc from... Uh, uh, he's on uh, Paranormal Court on Camera as one of the people that talk about the video sent in and he's on Expedition Bigfoot and there's a whole show that these people legitimately are hunting Bigfoot and you know they they go on these elaborate hunts in areas where they've been sighted and some of them come up dry, they'll find footprints, they'll find hair follicles there's been hair follicles that have been sent in that came back inconclusive you know, and you think science and, and people that study animals would have every sample of hair and DNA out there. And some of these come back where they're inconclusive in evidence of what it was. There's people that do fake the, the footprints and they send them to uh, 
anthropologists and people that study footprints and, um, you know, people in uh, mammalology and they look at the footprints and they'll say, okay, well, this one was obviously faked because of the way the curvature is with the foot. You can, you know, you could tell this stuff if you're a professional. And then there's some footprints that are like, well, whoever made this, they did a hell of a job because the way it came out and the way it was in the ground, you could tell that it, the foot was on a curve and it was, you know, doing what a foot should do when it takes a step and they come back that it's in fact, they're real. So there's been evidence. It's just that there hasn't been evidence that has made headlines until a few weeks ago where this couple on a train literally took a video of something that it sparked my interest and it caught all of social media's interest. Right. I mean, you know, when you talk about Bigfoot, there's a few things we could mention. We, we've been, obviously, you know, we're, we're a little past sleep. Uh, I was going to say sleepy season. <laughs> we're a little past spooky season, right? You just, we just passed Halloween. Now we're into um, November, but it's still it's, it's true. Like they're, a little louder. I think yeah, just your volume went a little lower. There. Sorry. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah. A little yeah. better. Okay. So, you know, I know we just left spooky season, uh, but it, it, these things will continue to, you know, linger. And, and there's a reason that certain ones, last forever in our uh, compendium of paranormal, right? You could, I'll just mention a few right off the top of my head, Sleepy Hollow, right? You know, it's a worldwide thing, whether it's from the movie or whatever, the, the Horseman is a worldwide thing. Right. Uh, Atlantis, people have been looking and begging for Atlantis to exist for how long, right? And Bigfoot, you know, I mean, these are these are certain staples of paranormal that might or you know i'm not even talking about the ghosts or, the, or or anything else like just the cryptid side of things and the unknown side of things these are staples that are going to continue to draw people in that'll have big conferences stonehenge another one all these things are going to have debate after debate after debate because we could trace it back scientifically to a date nobody was around that back then nobody who is alive now was around then so we won't have definitive proof until we have definitive proof that exists. Right. So speaking of proof, let's not forget that, that the video that literally put Bigfoot on the map, right? We had a, okay, so long story short, because uh, I, I want to do it as quick as possible so that we can continue to talk. The Patterson-Gimlin film, was a short film back in 1967 by Roger Patterson and Robert Gimlin in North California, right? Supposedly, it showed a big upright walking feature, uh, creature, you know, bipedal, and it's been dubbed the name Bigfoot or what it's other known as is Sasquatch. Moving through the wooded area in California and the film showed this, this creature covered in hair, right? Now, there's been a whole lot of talk and argument about whether this film is real or just a trick. Some folks think it's a solid piece of evidence of some unknown creature, while other people like Skeptics say it was entirely a setup. Even after all the studies and investigations, people can, can't agree on whether or not this film was genuine or it was staged. It's still a big deal, and if you look it up online, the video is still there. Even Patterson on his deathbed, because he died in, I think in the in in 1973 from cancer, unfortunately. Even on his deathbed, he claimed that that video that was shot was 100% real. And to this day, besides from the Colorado video that we just came out, that video still stands the test of time as one of the best video evidence of Bigfoot in the world. I don't, yeah. know if you're, I don't know if you're familiar with that video. I mean, that's the one that, that brought it to life. This is the one what, that came out in like the, I want to say that came out in like the 40s or the 50s. No, right? it, it was shot in 1967. And oh. then it came out and, you know, it was very popular, like early 90s. They showed the video, especially on the show Sightings. And um, you, you see it walking and it turns around and it's as it's walking and swinging its arms, it looks at them and then it just goes off into the forest and disappears. Right, right. Got it's my dates the- wrong, but that's the really, that's the grainy, that's the blurry, that's the like, that's the one that makes people go, no, there's no way this is Believe real. Believe it or not, it's not as blurry and, and grainy as today's better technology and, and phones are now. Like that was actually clearer than some of the high tech phones we have recording Bigfoot videos now. Believe it or not, at that time. Also, the only thing that was a little suspicious is Patterson and Gilman 
uh, Roger Gilman and I mean Roger Patterson and Bob Gilman, um, they were actually like producing a movie or like a production company. So that's a little like okay, I'm gonna raise an eyebrow here. You guys are a film company shooting something, and you happen to shoot this, but whether they were out there shooting like nature stuff or whatever, and they filmed that, it's still like it's been it's been ran through by critics and. You know, it's it's very hard to debunk whether or not that was someone in a suit or not. Just by the way it was walking in the video and at the strides that it was taking, because there's people that analyze the 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 leg length and the stride and things to that nature. But that was the OG video of Bigfoot. That's one of the top up there, right? There's no other video that I can say. Well, you know, they they caught something here, but. You know, and I've seen, I've seen, you know, paranormal court on camera and there's videos and stuff like that. But in those videos, you're like, oh, it could be anything. But this video in Colorado, undoubtedly, it caught my attention enough to have an episode and talk about it. And, you know, as someone that used to listen to the podcast and now that you're actively on it, you know, in the four seasons that I've done this show, I rarely ever talk about Bigfoot. Right, because you know we we I kind of think that you know I know before I was on even after we kind of have an agreement it's unspoken like don't touch Bigfoot because there's just so much I don't say evidence but there's just so much one way and then so much the other way that it makes it almost impossible to dissect and a lot of the stuff that they put out that proves Bigfoot as you say now is all grainy and blurry and. With this modern tech, you would expect it to be better than it is. And, you know, I might be mixing up my dates and I might be mixing up famous Bigfoot shots in my head. So so I apologize. But, you know, the older one is supposedly, as you say, better quality. But we can't prove if it's you made up or not because they were filmmakers and it just so happens to coincide. And, And you know how I feel about coincidence. Uh, with, you know, kind of their subject material. So we've kind of left Bigfoot alone. We we try and tread off the beaten path. You know, we do talk about a lot of things that are known, but we try and avoid this topic in particular because there's just way too much controversy as it is that goes back and forth over it. I think this is a subject that... I think that scientists do believe that there's things that we have not found. Like uh, I was on social media today and they're, they're found something else, which is basically the same thing we've already known for years that how the dinosaurs were, uh, got killed out and they were extinct because of, uh, they found something under the layers of earth that show, and we know this stuff. They're still uncovering things on things that we already know. This is something that the, the United States forestry is like 700 million acres of forest. We're finding different things every single day. Like a couple of months ago, there was a, a an insect found in a Walmart that was from the Jurassic era. You know what I mean? So I, think, funny- scienti- I think scientists are on board with there could possibly be something out there that is undocumented. I mean, they kind of just figured out the big black cats in the U.K., that, you know, there, there's an escaped jaguar, jaguar out there that's roaming the terrain, has adapted to the weather. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're on board with it's just the fact that people are finding the same things over and it's the same type of footage over and over. But this footage in Colorado was a little bit better. And, you know, it's one of the better videos. Now, to get into the debunking aspect of it, a lot of people are saying and the reason I'm bringing this up they're saying that it's a man in a ghillie suit. Now, if you look at the surrounding area, if for a man to just walk around in a ghillie suit, which people, if you don't know what a ghillie suit is, it's something snipers wear to stay out of sight. It's you completely blend in with your surroundings, mainly grass or or floor or tree. Hunters use it. It's a complete suit of making you look like your grass. I I did a close up of that video. I freeze framed it. I've screenshot it. I've enlarged the video. I've looked at the the image. There is no firearm visible in that video on that quote-unquote person. And if the people were looking for elk and wildlife, you would not just put on a ghillie suit walking through the mountainous terrains of Colorado with no firearm. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So, you know, to that end, right, um, 
I don't want I don't want to jump and, and lose the train of thought, but there's a couple of things, right? You kept mentioning dinosaurs. And so I want to say this, like scientists definitely want to prove things exist because you and I and a certain generation, our generation, maybe a few years before us and forward, like moving forward through time now, no dinosaurs existed. No dinosaurs are real. But you know what? Our parents didn't experience that necessarily. Uh, dinosaurs were not a proven commodity until quite recently. Hold on one second. Hold on. Buddy, I'm in the middle of something. I will come out in a minute. I did <laughs> Nick's kids, it's uh we're on a phone call, so that's why you hear the uh phone call and yeah, Nick's boys bad. coming into the room. Yeah, but sorry it's, about that. No, it's okay. Uh, so yeah, uh dinosaurs, right? So dinosaurs we were not proven. And, and it's amazing to me because I accept the dinosaurs are just like bam, it's a fact. It was not a fact being taught in schools maybe 20, 30 years before we went there. So that's one thing, right? So science is always looking for more and more and more and more. And that's why they continue to dig. If they didn't want to know more, they would just stop and be like, nah, we're good. We're just going to stop where we are. We don't need to know more. We wouldn't have archaeologists, though. We wouldn't have paleontologists. We wouldn't have any of these guys that dig in the dirt. Forensics would only apply to crime scenes. It would not apply to historical scenes. So they definitely want to know more. Um. To backtrack a little bit in our conversation, you know, we were talking about threes and, and numerology, and this is why I really wish Joey was on this, because we talked about this last week, and I think I brought it up, and I had never heard it about the ladder, right? Not walking under a ladder because it's the shape of a triangle, and who finds triangles to be of utmost importance is ancient Egypt, right? And, you know, this is an ancient civilization. What's the thing about triangles is they've got three points. So you kept mentioning threes about these these creatures leaving these things in piles of threes, these Bigfoot. Um, now, it's interesting because you also mentioned these cave paintings and around the world, Joey has in the past mentioned on past episodes, previous episodes, that it kind of concurrently happens across the world. How is it possible that all these civilizations, if we were so not as intelligent or we're so young of a, of a creature, you know, humankind, um, how is it possible that simultaneously, concurrently around the world, all these people all these peoples were doing the same thing, building pyramids, drawing photos, building graves, whatever, whatever you want. They're also drawing these images of these creatures. And then you can find images in hieroglyphics. I know Rogan's mentioned it. There's the guy with the watch, right? And the space, the space helmet in one of the hieroglyphics, right? I think you've mentioned that you've talked about that. So that leads me to go, all right, well, if we're not assuming that these are, you know, creatures native to us, native. And when I say native to us, I mean native to the planet and that camouflage is a defense mechanism or a means by hunting. Well, what if they are lost, as you said, and they could be alien in origin, they could be um, interdimensional in origin. And maybe these triangles aren't necessarily, or these threes are not meant to, you know, uh, equivocate to triangles, but might be rudimentary and we've mentioned it before and it may sound silly, but thinking, just thinking, just popping in across my head. They could be portals. They could be building structures or some kind of advanced technology or some kind of base for a tech that could create a portal. And that's why they disappear and reappear like nothing because they're. Well, that, that is a theory of, of cryptozoologists that Bigfoot may not be a actual living, breathing creature like us humans walking on earth that it could possibly be something alien or or interdimensional and that's why you see them and you know they're they're in and out of portals or they're even extraterrestrial in origin and that is one of the theories to the many enthusiasts of uh, bigfoot is that it's not a living breathing earthly creature it's more than that which, which would give the ghillie suit theory some legs and i and when i say legs i don't mean like it's some rando guy in a ghillie suit yeah i'm sure because you know we we live in a world where anything is possible and unfortunately where these you know people are out there doing really terrible things and and you would never expect why why be out in the middle of here and having a ghillie suit no firearm maybe you're doing a test run like you're planning and you want to see if you can get away with it by being in the suit or or if we go away from the darker aspect, the darker human aspect of it, and this is whatever kind of creature in the ghillie suit, maybe this is just 
whatever these beings are. And in a different environment, it looks different. So therefore, it looks like he's in a ghillie suit. Maybe it is a ghillie suit, but they're kind of a ghillie suit where they can explore in this environment versus the forest or versus the snow and be as limited in sight as possible. Maybe the inhuman noises we hear are not animal. Maybe they are, you know, I could make the, the lightsaber noise. Everybody knows the lightsaber noise, right? And... Maybe we're hearing something like that. Maybe we're hearing some kind of tech power up or power down. Who knows? You, I have not personally experienced it. So, but there are a multitude of options here, right. a multitude of things that could be. Right. So now, because I, I want to um, take the next like 10, 15 minutes to cover another subject that I promised I would cover. So I'm going to go at a rapid fire, uh, rapid fire pace here. Nick, the Colorado Bigfoot sighting of the early weeks of October, fact or fiction? Undetermined. Undetermined. But if I had to, if I, you push me, pick one or the other, I would go based on what I saw, fact. I would say for this one, I would say fact as well because of what I saw in that video. And I took the time and I posted it. It's on the swab underscore podcast. If you want to see the video, you can go to the reels icon and you'll see it there. And uh, you can see the video yourself with my wonderful description of the episode that will release on Monday, November 6th. Another video that is on the reels that that one of it's one of the reels that I have done. Literally, the, the, the first one I've done, it has gotten over 26,000 views. Is that the one where you scare me for no reason? No, it wasn't uh, that one. Uh. It was... um. I saw this video on a show. It's called uh, Strange Evidence. And um, it was it was a video from 2018. This is a, this show covered it. It's on Discovery. Uh, yeah. And um, it was a, a group of kids. It sounds like kids in a car. And it was February 2018 in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. And they're strolling the neighborhood in their car. And they come across a man completely naked. Now, mind you, it's February. It's freezing cold. And... When they pass by initially, the person runs at them and almost catches them. And they're going about, judging by the video, anywhere between 10 to about 15, 18 miles an hour. Now, the kids make a decision to drive back around and try to get another video. When they drive back around the second time, the individual then runs at them yet again, this time exhibiting a insane, insane clip of speed like the first time. But on the second time that this thing chases the car or this person chases the car, the eyes are glowing and he's running uh, pretty fast to catch up to the car. And you see him like his legs are moving. Now, I posted this again. You can see it on Swab underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, a lot of the comments are saying that this person is on some kind of crack or some kind of drug, bath salts. Um, we've seen. Uh, a couple years ago, bat salts made a, a person literally eat the man a man's face in Florida, I believe, because, of course, it's Florida, and be zombie-like. Whatever this guy was on, if we go the drug route, he, he, he had, you know, the lights were reflecting off his eyes. I know in, in photos, your eyes can either be red or have a glare via photos, but this guy's eyes look like it was it was glowing when they were videoing from the car. There could be a lot of factors there. The speed and him being completely naked, you know, you can go a, a whole different, two different routes here. Something that it was a little superhuman or something that this guy was on some type of drug that made him immune to the weather and gave him a little extra edge in, in human ability. And... There's this ongoing talk that within the area of Washington, D.C., there's still these laboratories where MK Ultra once used to uh, do these experiments. Now, if you're not familiar with MK Ultra, it was a secret program that was ran by the CIA in the 1950s and early 1970s. They were basically trying to figure out mind control and methods of interrogation using things like drugs, hypnosis, and other ways to make people, you know, subject to 
superhuman abilities. It was pretty messed up because they did a lot of these experiments on people without them even knowing or agreeing to it. Um, it all came out in the 1970s that people were really upset and there had to be investigations. Like this all came to light in the early 70s, 1970s. And people were like, yo, we need to investigate what's going on because somehow, some way it came out they were doing that. Nowadays, the MK Ultra thing is talked about uh, through books, through movies, and conspiracy theories. It's known as one of the shadiest government experiments ever. And what is believed from this video, the people that have seen it, is besides from the whole drug aspect that this person was on drugs and just being a typical drug head that's almost borderline overdose, is that one of these buildings in the suburb, this man got out from an experiment. Because if you go on Google and you look up super soldiers, the government's not hiding. They're trying to create super soldiers. And one of the theories is that in this video, people were seeing a super soldier in the making that happened to get out. Your thoughts? So um, we're going to rapid fire this. I'll start with, I think that this is fiction only with some caveats though. So instead of this being fact is the other one where I, I, I really believe in this one, this one is for fiction as far as the MK ultra light kind of a thing, right. Or MK ultra like kind of a thing where human exper experimentation is that not something that's possible? No, I don't doubt that that's something that's possible. I, I believe that it is uh, very possible. We are trying to make ourselves stronger, better humans. But given the time frame, 2018, if you correct, I believe that's when the video was from. And given a couple of things that I know about how drugs work. Um, now, drugs, a lot of the times, especially opioid drugs or things like bath salts, are going to affect the chemistry of the brain. Now, what, the, what that's going to do when you affect the chemistry of the brain is it's going to shut off certain things. It's going to inhibit certain things, and it's going to turn off inhibitors on other things. So cold, we turn off the inhibition on cold, so no, we no longer feel the cold. Or if we do feel it, we don't care because it's been turned off. Like that connection between the actual physical feeling, which is a sensory and our brain's ability to deal with it can be shut off with certain drugs. So the fact that he's naked in February, if he's on a certain kind of drug, he's not going to feel it. The fact that his eyes are glass, uh, glowing in a video versus a photo, as you mentioned, yes, in photos, it's very easy to get that red eye function. But if I watch this video correctly, unless I'm seeing it wrong, it was almost, it was, first off, it was night. And secondly, when they do catch this guy, it almost looked like they had the night vision version of their camera on when they were filming outside the car window as they were moving. And night vision plus a drug would usually lead to, you know, you have that glass. If you've ever seen anybody who's on drugs, they have that glassy-eyed look. And glassy-eyed means reflective, and reflective with light means you're going to get that glow based on the angle, right? Now, when he moved... You couldn't see the glow, but in certain angles, the glow was very apparent. Like it was like almost supernatural in a sense. And um, the issue with that that I take, we'll, we'll, you know, what, let me keep going, and then we'll we'll tie it all together. So uh, we did have the bath salts in 2018. You mentioned the zombie-like feature, so it really does remove a lot of inhibitions as far as harm is concerned, and as far as the speed part of it, it's not necessarily going to unlock his speed. But what it is, is he doesn't feel that the soreness and the pain of the muscles churning like that. And Usain Bolt has proven that we can run at speeds of that, you know, uh, um, nature of speeds of that. Uh, yeah, he runs like over 20 miles per hour or 22 right. miles per hour. Now, he's training so that he doesn't feel that pain. But if somebody's got drugs in their system that inhibit the ability to feel pain, you can go as long as you can until your body actually physically gives out. You're not going to feel it. So there's no soreness stopping you. And if you're pissed which somebody who's on in a drug state and you keep disturbing them, especially you drove around once and then you drove around a second time, I'd be mad. Okay. Probably mad. And so they're going to come running at you because they may not notice everything, but they do see something passing them and they notice that. So they're going to come running. Um, I'm just glad in the video, it looked like no one was walking the streets. I don't know what time this video was taken, but can you imagine walking down the street and seeing this just naked guy coming at you and, and, and another thing in the video, too, is it looked like what, what the man was bald. It looked like he had no hair. He looked like he was ripped up and he was bald. 
just imagine walking in the middle of the night, you know, you're taking your dog out for a walk and this thing just looks at you and you're like, what the hell is that? I mean, I see videos like that and you know, right now I go out for 45 minutes, 60 minutes on a walk and sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's at night that late with no lights on. I'm, I'm a, like to think I'm a big, strong guy now and uh, I will still walk in the middle of the street so that I have an exit left or right of me. In case, any, and I will walk with one headphone out so I can hear anything popping up, except for you. And um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's 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 not conducive. I mean, we could walk on the streets now, and we'll see a lot of. Unfortunately, we'll see a lot of people on the streets. But if I saw something like that, I would be looking for an exit strategy immediately. Well, I go to Seven Eleven predominantly every morning in my neck of the woods, and I, you know, I see people on drugs and and. Or, or withdrawing with from drugs. And I don't see, I'm not trying to defend the video because I, I listen, I, I don't wholeheartedly believe that this is a super soldier. Like it would have made, it would have made major, major news outlets. It, it didn't. Um, it's just an intriguing video to, to debate about. But, uh, you know, I see people in 7-Eleven outside and they don't look or exhibit things of this nature. And believe me, I know they're on drugs. It's just this video, whatever drug it, that he was on to exhibit these features was pretty substantial. So even if we're going to sway to that this wasn't a former or current MK Ultra project or Super Soldier project, whatever this person was on was pretty, pretty crazy. Right. For sure. I mean, you know, you, you add in the speed, you add in what has to obviously be... Uh, great agitation, frustration, and anger, and you also have to add in what's probably strength, although we couldn't see it because it's not like he ripped anything off. The other aspect of it, which I'm surprised you didn't go into, or maybe you were going to, so if I'm cutting you off, I apologize, is, you know, if this is some kind of paranormal, supernatural kind of being where it's like, based on the eyes and based on the aggression that it's exhibiting, you would say almost demonic in nature, you would imagine that it wouldn't stay still in one location. I wouldn't like, say that demonic. I would say skinwalker-like. Right. So I still would think that it wouldn't stay in the location waiting for something to pass it a second time. Like if it saw this thing pass the first time, which I think if I watched the video right, it did notice the car, it would be looking for something. It wouldn't just stay stationary. You know, to me, that that exhibits like it's lost whatever that person was, it is. Uh, lost the ability to kind of co cognitively function and cognitively think and plan out. So it's just milling about. But if you piss it off, you poke something with a stick, you poke a bear with a stick, it's eventually going to swing at you. So I know very well not to poke animals with sticks based off my profession, Nicholas. <laughs> yes, I figured you would get that. Yeah. So wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. So, um, Rapid fire here because I'm trying to keep this episode at a, at an hour. Um, now with this, because I wanted, I did mention that we'll be talking about. Oh, Nick's kids back. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Is, yeah. Who's that? is that is that is that Billy Boy or is that uh, Nick? That's that's Junior. Yeah. Junior. That was Junior. Yeah. Yeah. We have to have him on the podcast one day. Give yeah, him like well, a, a crazy math example to, to solve within like a minute and he'll get it and then there you go superhuman that's right that'd be billy <laughs> you got to give that to uh william so he he would get that a lot faster nicholas is more nicholas is the strong guy nicholas would be the guy that we're talking about right now william would be the guy figuring out what the guy is on or creating yeah. the experiment no your kids both are very smart but when he did that math equation in front of me when he was at uh when you guys were visiting i was like what insane yeah. Though rapid fire now. So the alleged super soldier spotting in Washington, D.C. circa 2018. Fact or fiction? I'm going to go fiction on this one. Okay. You know what? I would I would say fiction too. See, I posted the video and the comments were like, oh, so well, you've never seen someone on drugs? And I'm like, listen, people don't get the concept of my page. They don't obviously look at what I post. And they obviously don't listen to the podcast where I'm a, I'm a avid you know, person that tries to debunk things just because I post a video doesn't mean I buy into it. I'm posting it because it's a talking point. It's a, it's a good conversation piece and I'm trying to get opinions. I didn't post it saying that it could be a super soldier. 
I'm posting it because it's something interesting. And here we are talking about two things that came up in, in social media. One that I brought up that went somewhat viral, over 25,000 plays on social media. And the other one that was viral via uh, in the early weeks of October, which was Bigfoot. And we covered it. And both of us say when it comes to Bigfoot, that Colorado Bigfoot sighting, that we have something that's undetermined or could be very factual and one that is fiction. I believe that this, the, this person was exhibiting some super superhuman feats, but the whole rumor that this was an MK Ultra stomping ground and, and lab, I, 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 I don't buy into it because, like I said, this video would have went viral, not just on social media, but it, it would have went in on, the, on the news. It would have been on some major news outlet, you know, and it would have been like, you know, abnormal human with superhuman strength and speed filmed in Washington. And it didn't do that. That's where that's where I'm, I'm going to argue two points. Right. One, I would say the exact opposite. If, they, if this really was that this really was that this would have been buried more than it already was the fact that it was buried in general shouldn't shock anybody because we know that certain things don't get play that they don't want to get play and that's fine they're businesses i get it they want to sell what is hot and in the moment so i mean if we go back to 18 i really don't i wasn't really paying attention to the news back then the way i pay attention to the news now but certain things get buried certain things don't and that's not a political statement this is a factual statement News and media live exist to sell themselves. I mean, yes, they're supposed to be selling the story. They're supposed to be showing us what's going on in the world as journalists. But at the end of the day, they've got stockholders. They've got investors. They've got owners. They want to make money. That's long and short. Not not arguing it, not debating it, not, not faulting them because they are businesses. So they're looking to sell their business, right? That's why we went to a 24-hour news cycle in the first place because they needed more money or they wanted more money. The second aspect of that where, like I said, if this was legitimate government, whatever, it would have been so far buried, it wouldn't have even surfaced. These kids in the car never would have been heard from. Or if they were heard from, they would have been paid handsomely never to speak on this. This video never would have surfaced. It would have been, you know, or if it was surfaced five days later, they would have come out and been like, yeah, I got you. Made you all go click on my profile. Thanks for all the, sh all the shares and likes, but got you. And they didn't. So the fact that it does exist leads me credence to believe that it's just they got some guy. He was drugged up, probably on bath salts because that was the popular one at the time where it was making a lot of waves in the media. Um, and he just the chemicals in those drugs affected his brain in a way that allowed him to do some pretty superhuman like things. I agree. I agree. So Bigfoot of Colorado, a big, big probability that it was real and they uh, got lucky and filmed something. And the superhuman soldier in Washington, D.C., definitely something more of science fiction, faked. Fact or fiction? Fiction. So, Nick, I want to thank you for jumping on the phone call today. Um, I'm hoping on paper next week we will all three be back in the studio all together once again covering a subject that, that that we all like especially joey joey 100 likes that so i know he'll be happy to be back on and he'll be happy to be covering a subject like that i'm undoubtedly prepared for a two hour plus episode next week because because <laughs> i i know it's gonna it's, it's gonna be you know something he's happy to talk about so next week be ready with your nick's notes because we missed it this segment it's all right. We'll, we'll, I will have some Nick's notes to add on to Joey's papyrus. Yes. Well, it should be it should be good. And, uh, you know, thanks again for tuning in and coming on on phone call today on short notice. But I wanted to get this film today and we all got I got actually actually got some things done to do tomorrow. Otherwise, I would have had to record by myself, which uh, I don't want to do anymore. It's just so much better hearing more than just my horrendous voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you get to hear two horrendous voices. No, well, it's better two horrendous voices than one. And this episode of Bigfoot and Talk of Super Soldiers was made possible by Spotify for Podcasters. If you haven't heard about Spotify for Podcasters, it is the app that is entirely free that lets you get your possible podcast idea out there free of charge. All you have to do is download Spotify for Podcasters, go inside the app, see how it works, and get your podcast idea out there. Nick, thanks for jumping on on this episode of 
Nick's notes that was not here tonight? Well, anytime, Billy. I mean, uh, it's always fun to play Factor Fiction Truth. Well, now you got to do a bigger segment next week. And Joey, once again, we want to, Nick and I want to congratulate you on your amazing performance. Go see the the pictures I posted of Joey on the Instagram stories on swab underscore podcast on instagram joey looks phenomenal he put a lot of hard work that's why he's been mia but next week on paper we should all be reunited again and it will be a great episode about gobleckle tempe tepe which uh joey is eagerly waiting to talk about and get past the whole ghost and paranormal stuff and uh nick i'll see you next week enjoy your uh, jets game tomorrow yeah well uh we'll we'll see how much enjoyment there is by the third quarter <laughs> yeah well we'll see they're on a little streak right now but Until next time, everybody, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.